How are you? How are your friends? So much has happened and I'm not going to get into a big thing about it, but I will say that my stomach is feeling a lot better. It's feeling a lot better. It's not in the same knot that it's been in and it doesn't have the same kind of intensity that it's been in. I've been able to think a little clearer. I don't feel like, I'm feeling like the fog perhaps is lifting just a little, but I still got all kinds of concerns and all kinds of problems, but that's okay. One, one step at a time, one little tiny baby step at a time. And we'll get there, all of us. I was saving this episode for something else, something special that I'm still working on, but it's taking a little bit longer than I anticipated. So I didn't want to keep it from you any longer. In this episode, I get the opportunity to go across the pond and talk to a good, good friend, S.J. Hood, who is an artist and who has, five years ago approximately, she picked up her entire life, went to the UK and got married. So I haven't really spoken to her much since then. And I wanted to catch up. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this lovely episode of Beauty Reform School. Oh, hi. You stumbled across Beauty Reform School, the podcast that explores beauty, style, reinvention, self-care, all from the perspective of the outside looking in. We pick apart the classics so we can confidently break the mold. And I'm your host, Bad Bad, the artist, the educator, the retail grunt, the problem child. The one who's done it the hard way for decades, and now I'm passing the savings on to you. So bring me your tired, your confused, your weirdos, your others yearning to breathe free. If this sounds like you, grab your pen and grab your scratch pad, and let's figure this crap out together. Right here at Beauty Reform School. Hello, PJ. <laughs> I'm very excited to hear your voice, actually. I know, same. I keep I keep thinking back to all of our Starbucks days of talking about what we do in the event of a zombie apocalypse or yes. and I'm glad we had those chats because uh now here we are. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely feel a lot more prepared for the world now. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we workshopped it first. I'm really glad we did. So. I know, although there are some things that, you know, I don't have access to anymore that right. make it right. a little more difficult. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, I don't have access to some of those things either. Oh, um, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little challenging. We didn't, we didn't know. We didn't know, Sarah. We right. couldn't see into the future. We didn't know. I, and we wouldn't have believed this was it if we if we had. No, no, not at all. Not at all. So uh, for, for those of you listening, uh, obviously, this is my good friend, Sarah Hood, Sarah Jane Hood. <laughs> and um, I wanted to talk to her, one, because I missed her. So it's a little selfish on my part. But two, because she is a fantastic artist, and I wanted to talk about that a bit. And of course, as always, we're going to, you know, talk a little beauty as well. But first and foremost, how in the world have you been and how is it going over there? And I keep saying over there because, to be honest, I really don't know exactly where you are. (laughs) So, um... I am living in the UK now. I live in a town called Macclesfield. It's just south of Manchester. Um, and yeah, I've been over here 
about five years now. Right. Six years, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This year has made time strange. Um, yeah, so I've been living over in the UK. It is really odd here um, because obviously we have plenty of our own uh, political intrigues yeah. and um, right. we're not doing the greatest with the whole COVID situation either but we also get all of the U- U.S. news and I talk to my mom all the time of course too and she's been keeping me updated so it's been a really strange situation of oh man things are going crazy here and then looking over the Atlantic and going oh no yeah same <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just having a chat with a friend uh, before you and I got on, and we're just at a phase now where we're trying to just keep each other from going insane. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're just trying to provide emotional support for one another across the board, and when we talk to our friends, we tell them we love them a lot more often than we used to. And we just try to touch base and we just try to just do the best we can, really, honestly. Yeah. And, you know, I'd say that's probably one of the things that I've really appreciated from all of this is that we found that we're a lot closer to our friends as well. Like there are friends that used to be months on months to a year of not speaking. And now we talk every week, once or twice a week. Yeah. Yeah. It feels more pressing now to do that because with things being as uncertain as they are, it's just, you want to touch base as much as you can because you just don't know. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we have, we have a friend um, who lives out in Germany. He has some medical stuff going on. So he's kind of stuck out in Germany right now. And suddenly the whole zoom thing being easy and like normal has made it so that we can keep in touch with him without having to schedule a thousand things because of course he's home everybody's home right yeah 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 it's been i i'm getting the hang of the zoom thing a little more than before it's uh it's i find it to be incredibly awkward to be honest it's just kind of like you know, because when you talk on the phone, you're laying down, you roll over on your stomach, you get up, you walk around the house a bit when you're talking, at least I know I do. And with Zoom, you're just kind of glued to your chair and staring into the screen. And I find that to be like a little wooden and a little, you know, awkward, but I'm trying to get the hang of it. I found that as long as I'm talking to people who don't mind me snacking in front of them, I'm fine. Right. <laughs> some people do not like that. Yeah, some people are real weird about it, but... Yeah, the sound of people chewing kind of gets to them. There's like an actual medical thing about that where some people don't like that at all. Yeah. And, that, and we just can't talk then. No. I, I can probably <laughs> not talk to you ever in real life or over snacks. Zoom because I'm always snacking. Yeah, I, I got to I snack something, right? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Zooms and stuff, the last time I really even spoke to you, if I am not mistaken, was giving you a... um. I think you and I did a pre-wedding makeup consult. Am I right? Yes, that is exactly right. Um, is pre-wedding makeup and figuring out how to use makeup. Uh, and that's probably the first time that I did a full face of makeup you ever. You look so great. You look so great, though. You did such a great job. I know I told you that before, but I'm saying it again. You did a great job. You did. You did a fantastic job at that, and I am so grateful. Hello. Hello. All right. I don't know what happened. It does that from time to time, but no worries. Um, so you were the, the last thing you said to me before we got disconnected was you said you didn't even know what bronzer was. That is correct. <laughs> But now you do. I do, yes. <laughs> yeah, it was, I was just so, uh, 
it's funny because I was just so excited to talk to you. Uh, and I was so honored that you asked me to help you with such an important day. And you looked beautiful and the wedding looked beautiful. So congrats <laughs> on a job well done. I was so grateful to be able to have you be a part of it because, um, you know, being over here and it being one of the shortest um, engagements I have heard of to date. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't get to have a lot of my friends and family involved and I was so glad that I got to have you be a part of it in some way. Yes, I felt the same way. I did. And I just, I just love the charm of your wedding, the style, all of it was just fantastic. Yeah, it turns out if you're going to go uh, on a budget, go with a, a vintage theme because if it looks handcrafted, then it's intentional. Right, right. <laughs> I think that, you know what, nowadays too, a lot of people are embracing more of their own personalities in a wedding because it used to kind of be like this cookie cutter thing when it came to weddings. It was like, okay, we have to have this, 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 and this for sure, no matter what. And it didn't even matter if, that was your style or not it's like you would put yourself into that style just to do those things for your wedding and I'm glad that people are kind of doing away with a lot of that now yeah me too there's a lot more interesting things happening for weddings and people are doing really um unexpected things as far as dresses and just decoration all over the place yeah it's it's, it's a delight to watch now because before yes. I used to just be like boring you know, unless people had like the some elaborate, extravagant thing, I'd be like, ooh, that's interesting. But aside from that, then the rest of it was kind of boring to me anyway. Yeah, definitely. Now it's now things can be interesting just by being interesting. Yes. I don't know if you can hear this, but I have a menagerie of noises going on right now. I've got dogs barking, I have bands rehearsing, and I have a construction crew out in front of the house. So... There's going to be a lot of noise disturbance today, people. I've got to warn you in advance, but it's fine. How, how bad is it on your end? Do you hear a lot? No, honestly, your microphone must be amazing because <laughs> I can't hear any of that. I do love my microphone, so that, I'm glad that you <laughs> I'm glad that you can't hear all of that. It's, it's in my headphones pretty bad, but I can, you know, that's not the worst of it. But aside from that, now that I've complained about the noise... Um, <laughs> How's it going with your art? Uh, so it's been kind of a weird thing. Um, I was on a really strange path with it and like started doing some graphic design for a mark, uh, for a business that I was working as a marketing assistant as, and then I left that company and actually now I am doing content and, um, copywriting so now art has been kind of moved over to purely something that is just a hobby and enjoyed and it's it's been really nice because it's given me a lot more freedom to play with it yeah um so now i'm not stuck in all the geometric shapes and uh trying to make websites pop for companies that I'm not excited by um so now it's all just getting to illustrate you know fantasy characters and I've been doing some costuming and uh yeah getting to kind of pour all of my love for design into that stuff instead which is much more fun yeah I was about to say that's kind of like the, where the freedom is really yeah absolutely now it's it, is unrestricted. Anything that I feel like making, I'm just going to make. Yes, please do. I support that. <laughs> <laughs> I support that 100%. Excellent. So one of the main things I wanted to ask you when I first asked you, would you come and chat with us? One of the things that I've been itching to know is, are there any interesting beauty products that you discover being in the UK that we don't have here? Hmm. Um, you, you know, I've been anything. here. Hair, skin, anything. 
I've been here so long now that I don't know what is in the U.S. anymore. Right. Good um, <laughs> my I, was something like a top shop or something like that, and I was so surprised when it was in the U.S. Because um, to me, it's such a U.K. brand. Yeah. Um. So I'm. If I say something that is that does exist in the U.S., I apologize. No, I wouldn't know the difference, to be honest. Um, there is there's Morphe that has really, really good and pretty affordable eyeshadow palettes. I don't have one, but I borrow my friends. Um, but I've borrowed my friends several times. I don't have one because they're really big palettes, and um. I just don't have room for it in my makeup bag. You know what's really funny is Morphe is in the States, but I did not know that that was a huge thing overseas. It's not huge. Um, there are only a couple of stores, but they're really, it's got a really dedicated fan base. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's um, true. I'm trying yeah. to... Yeah, I, unfortunately, a lot of the makeup... That... We're, just having, we're just having a regular old chat. <laughs> and uh, I don't want you to feel any pressure of any kind, for okay. sure. <laughs> yeah, I do think... Do you have any, any questions for me? Do I have any questions for you? Yeah, is there anything yeah. that you wanted to know while you have me accessible? Yeah, first, I want to know, how are you? Huh. How am I? Hmm, hmm, hmm. <laughs> well, um... Overall, I would say I'm okay. I'd say I'm a solid okay. All right. um, I'm enjoying the podcast. This is season two. And I am feeling really great about that. I've had an opportunity to talk to really, really cool people from all over the world. And that's been great. Um, lots of makers and creatives. And it's been wonderful to do that. And it's probably been the thing that's kept me the most sane throughout this pandemic. I gotta be honest, because we do we do post every week a new episode, so I can spend my week working on the next episode or maybe the episode after that. So that's been really pretty cool to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, as for everything else, um, I would say that I'm kind of in a holding pattern because mm. it's. You know, it's, the world is not, I don't care for it very much right now. That's fair. That's a fair and probably understatement. Yeah, I just don't care for it. It goes against everything I live and die for. So it's just not, I'm not enjoying it mm. at all. You know, it's hindering me in some ways from the things I love most, yeah. the people I love most. Um, it's making art a lot more challenging and not in a good way yeah um it's there's so much anger and hatred and fear in the world right now and that's making me sad yeah um but aside from all of that <laughs> um like i said i'm grateful to have the podcast i'm grateful to be a performer and an artist and that's always gotten me through everything anyway yeah in life so i'm just kind of trying to hold one of that for now you know yeah and i think those are really important things to hold on to how has it been uh for performing by the way have you had the opportunity to since all Ooh, this yeah well, the learning curve is swift. Let me tell you that. <laughs> the learning curve is super, super swift. We, um, man, I did, uh, we created a quarantine video. Yes. Um, and that went pretty cool. That went pretty well. And um, mm -hmm. I really was proud of the way that that came out. And Jonathan Mason, our drummer, who's also a filmmaker, he was the one that, put it together and did all the magic, the movie magic for it. And it was incredible. Who he right now is currently in France. Oh. Yeah, him and his family um, 
went to France for a while. They'll be back, but they went to France for uh, to stay. They'll be there for about a year, and they'll be back. Okay. But, uh, so it's been, and it, it's crazy, because, like, when he first told us that he was going, he was just, like, we wondering what we planned to do, you know, with the band. But I was like, hey, man, this is a pandemic. You know, who knows? Like, I don't see us being particularly busy without you so <laughs> you know just you know let's just let's just take it one one day at a time like I don't I don't have no plans at all to worry about anyone using anyone other than him you know yeah. he's incredible and he's irreplaceable so I'm not worried about it you know he's I miss him terribly I miss his face I miss his voice but um but you know so there's that but on the other side of things, um, I did a virtual show. Oh yeah, and that was very that was very interesting to be a part of and watch, you know, and see how that works because there was no audience, and we were all separated by plexiglass and <laughs> weird. It was it was very very strange and otherworldly, but it went well and it was fun. And um, when I got to see the the footage, it was a good show. So it worked out well, but that was a learning curve because that's something that I wasn't used to. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to do another virtual show this weekend um, with another musician uh, that another band that I work with as well, who I've been with the longest. So we're going to do a virtual show because we haven't performed live in a year together. So it's going to be nice to do that. But yeah, I mean, as as a performer and as as an artist, this has been the learning curve on this new way of getting our stuff out there has been swift and very sharp turns on this learning curve, you know? Yeah, I can imagine. Do you find that um, not having that like direct line of sight to the audience is disconcerting? Yeah. <laughs> In some ways, you know what's funny about that? In some ways, it is, um, in some ways, it's great because, you know, you have your stage fright and your shyness. And I have a tendency to close my eyes a lot when I sing because mm. I need to be able to focus. And sometimes if I look up and I see a pair of eyeballs staring at me, it's very off-putting. So in a way, it's kind of nice to not have people in the audience. But at the same time, I feel, I can still feel the vibrations and the energy coming off of people when they're sitting there. Yeah. And that's something that's very helpful for me. Yeah. So for them not to be there, that is weird. But having the other musicians nearby was, you know, was good enough, I would say. Okay. Yeah. It is weird, though, not to hear people, like, you know, laughing or gasping or clapping or, you know, all those other great noises that audiences make. Well, yeah. And, I mean, I've seen you perform, so I can't imagine... um you know, not having access to all of the people, uh, just getting so hyped to see you. Um, yeah. so that, that must be strange. Cause, cause you're very, yeah, but you know what? It does make you closer to the music itself. I feel that's good. Yeah. Because then you, cause you have nothing to focus on, but that. yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah. I kind of got overwhelmed. Uh, we did, we did a show recently and I sang a pared down version, like a just piano version of changes, you know, Bowie's changes. And uh, I was really listening to the words and I was really ruminating while I was singing and it kind of, I got a lump in my throat. It kind of caught, you know, choked me up a little bit and I got emotional. And that's probably, you know, and that was very, very, talk about being laid bare you know what I mean because it was just me there and the you know I just was I felt very exposed <laughs> yeah I felt very exposed but in a good way you know? yeah that kind of like vulnerability that right really lets you connect yeah and then it's like when the song was over I just kind of like looked around like hey I'm done <laughs> <laughs> somebody say something <laughs> Really it's like funny. somebody saying something quick. <laughs> this is awkward. <laughs> but 
was it was good though. I don't know. It's 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 very hard and very strange to compartmentalize everything because you got your art, you got your music, you got all these other kind of things going on in, in the world, and then you try to divvy up your energy and your space and time for uh, for revolution and for art yeah. and for love, and you don't you wanna you want to touch base with your loved ones to let them know that you're thinking of them and you care. And then you want to take a little bit of time to be creative. And then you want to take a little bit of time to do your work. And then you have to worry about financial issues and how to take care of, how to pay the bills and how to live. And that kind of stuff is, all of that is rough. You know what I mean? Yeah. To like split that pie up. That's, that's rough. That's, a, that's exhausting work. Yeah, it feels, it feels like lately there's just so many things that require your whole heart in them. And it's, it's really, it is really difficult to parse out, okay, you get this much of it and you get this much of it. And where, like, where do you draw the line at things that you can care about all at once yeah yeah and then on top of it here i am doing a podcast about life and beauty and there are days that i feel like just talking about beauty is such a waste of time because there's so many other things that are concerning in the world but i have realized over time that talking about beauty is intensely important because taking care of yourself and loving on yourself is so important to your mental health. Yeah. And your mental health is, it needs extra TLC right now. That's absolutely true. I think that, you know, when you're, when you're feeling your absolute worst, that's when all of that slips and it can be such a little thing, uh, to to pull yourself up some days even just like slapping on lipstick for a change you're like okay I'm a little bit I've got a little bit of extra glue holding me together today right you feel like you're pulled together a little bit more just a little bit I mean I I didn't you know I have a mohawk and I didn't shave the sides of my hair for six months and it grew so much and I got to the point where I was like enraged with it like I hated it so much mm-hmm. and I, I looked all over the house and I could not find my hair clippers and it's still a mystery I do not know where they are so I had to buy another oh, pair and I was really mad about that because I didn't want to spend extra money yeah, fair. but I bought them and I shaved my head and I was so I just felt that alone I felt amazing just that I shaved my head like it, it just that helped so much that helped my spirit so much because I didn't feel like I just felt like a like a hot mess for a while. So just to shave my hair and kind of get it almost back to what it's supposed to look like. It's not quite to where it's supposed to look yet, but I'm I'm getting there. It yeah, was nice. I feel yeah. The first when I finally was able to like just get my hair cut back into a human looking shape. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of the like mushroom right. blob that it became, I felt yeah. so much better. And then mm-hmm. I've been doing so. I'm doing this thing for as part of a, a project at work called the Assertiveness Project. I've that's what I'm calling it anyway. I'm trying to do things that will help me become more assertive, and some of it is actually around like beauty and the way that I take care of myself. So it is stuff around like wearing makeup on a day that I don't have to just because I feel like it. Um, And making, and I'm going to be dyeing my hair a fun color again, unsurprisingly. (laughs) Um, But it was stuff like I, I hadn't been doing that because I hadn't asked if that was part of the policy or not. And it's just yeah. I've given myself a list of things to uh just small things that if I just do them my life will be better yeah. 
Right. And that's what it's about, though. That's what it's all about, just as far as the state of affairs right now. That's what it's all about. Because it's one thing to say, you know, oh, I need to do this and this and this, and I want to be a better person, so therefore I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. But you can't even get cracking on that list until you start feeling a little bit better about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Because I want to be a better person. That's such a big thing, you know. Like, where would you even begin to start? But, like, I want to be meditating. Okay, you can do, like, two minutes of that a day. Or I want to be uh more grateful okay keep a journal or something you know um and if it's confidence like put yourself together in what makes you feel like you're the most badass of badasses and just like lean in yeah 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 absolutely that's um because you know what I find that when it comes to like big goals, if you draw and quarter those and break them down into the, into small bite-sized pieces, then it's a lot easier to tackle, you know? Yeah. Because if you say, because if you start asking yourself, if you start questioning your way back, like if you say, I want to be a better person, right? That's yeah. the big chunk. But if you break it down and you're like, well, what does that mean? You know, by by saying I want to be a better person, what does that look like? What does that involve? And then you start ask, answering those questions, like, well, like you said, I want to be more grateful. I want to be, uh, I want to listen more. I want to do this and that. Then you start breaking those chunks down. Well, being more grateful, what does that entail? And you start breaking those pieces down, and then eventually you get to a, a piece that you can actually swallow. Yeah. You know, you get to a piece where you're like, like you said, oh, I want to be more grateful. Well, I'll start a journal. I'll start writing down the things I'm grateful for every day. Then, you know, then you do that. And then as you're doing that, you notice other ways you can be grateful. Yeah, exactly. And then you start doing that. And then, so, and then by the time you turn around, you're like, hey, I am more grateful now. So you've already tackled a piece of that big pie about being a better person. And you just did it by tiny little steps. And that's the, you know, that's, I think that's definitely the key. And I think not only is it the key, I think it's the key to everything. Yeah. Really. You know, if you just take those big things and you break them down into small little pieces, then you can, even with the bad things, like in the bad things that are going on in the world and you're like, it's it's just all so big and it's all too much. Yeah, you're right. It is. It's big and it's too much. But if you start breaking those things down into smaller pieces, then you can start seeing ways that you can start addressing those things yes definitely I think this year has really put that to the test because there are so many things that there's so many things and you have to first break it down into which things am I am I caring about which things are uh are vital right now and then okay here's this one big chunk what can I I want to take action, but also there's so many things that are limiting. So how do I do that? And breaking it down into the little pieces, step by step by step until you're finally making some kind of change. Because the other thing is that any movement is better than none. Yeah, that's any movement is better than none. That is, that is, that's great. I, I want I want that one. You know what? I'm gonna write that one down. <laughs> That's a good one. I'm definitely going to write that down right now because I don't want to forget it. I'm serious. So um yep, I'm writing. Mm-hmm. 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 No. Okay. <laughs> Wrote it down because I didn't want to lose it. But um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Any movement is better than none. Because if you sit there and go, well, it's too big. There's no way I'm going to be able to do that. Then you're absolutely right. And you yeah. won't be able to do it. But if you start to break it down in small pieces, then you can start chipping away. Yeah. And if you can't get to a point where you can swallow all of the tiny pieces, like you've made a dent and maybe somebody else can. Like, it's not a go-it-alone, all-or-nothing kind of world, you know? Yeah, 
Well, I'll tell you this right now, quite honestly, pure transparency. When you first um, said that you were getting married and you said you were moving to the UK, I was just like, holy <laughs> crap. Like, what? And not even the getting married part, but it was just like, you are just going on a huge adventure. And it's like, when people get married, they're going on a huge adventure anyway. But you're not, you're not only getting married, but you're just like starting a brand new life. And I, whenever someone does that, I just find that so fascinating. Because I'm like, where on earth did you did you find the strength to even try, you know? Well, you know, I, I think for me, it really has always been that, um, that sort of notion of just keep moving, um, keep doing. And, you know, settling into anything is not really my style and thankfully actually it's not really my husband's style either um we are pretty nomadic as it is uh my record of having moved more times than i am years old is still going strong wow <laughs> um and yeah so it's i don't know i mean it also really helps when you have a partner um and yeah. you know, my partner was pretty great. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that that's a that's a huge component, you know, because you definitely have to have a partner that's willing to, that's like minded, you know. Yeah, you know, even if, and I think too, even if it's not that you are of the same mind about everything, as long as you're acting like a team, then it, it yeah. doesn't matter. You can take it on anything. Um, we mm-hmm. we have friends who have partners who are not they're they're very very similar kinds of people but they don't approach anything as a team and you know what's mm. what's the point where are you, where are you going with that <laughs> right right well you know i used to always say when it came to partners um I said that I would know when I found the right partner for me because no matter what I did, even if they said like, well, I don't know how this is going to work, but okay, you know what I mean? (laughs) Then I knew that I was on the right track. You know what I mean? If I found someone like that, then I knew I was on the right track. Yeah, exactly. Someone who's like, this is a crazy idea, but let's do it. (laughs) Right. Exactly. You know, I said, I, I said, I would definitely, and I said, I, you know, when it came to me and the who I wanted, I wanted a person that I don't care what they were interested in, but I wanted to see them passionate and I wanted to see them come alive about it. You know what I mean? I wanted to be like, okay, I don't like, I like, I was, my joke was, was like, I don't even care if they were passionate about cheese. If they like, you know, if they saved up to go to the cheese festival every year, I'd be like, okay. I'd buy them all the cheese paraphernalia I could find. I would, you know, be like, have a good time at the cheese festival, festival, honey. You know, but long as they were passionate about it. And I want them to have the same kind of enthusiasm for whatever I'm passionate about, even if they're not into that thing. Like, if they're like, okay, you know, go enjoy your flowers on your head. Like, you know what I mean? Whatever they, whatever, you know, however they wanted to support me, you know, like that's, that's the kind of partnership that I would want in my life. And if I can't have that partnership, then no thank you. I will just stay here like I've been doing by myself. Yeah, and I think that that's fair because if somebody's going to be your partner, you know, for the long haul, you got to have something like both, both of you have to have something that you are crazy about outside of you. But you also have to be just right. so willing to go, yes, honey. Yeah, lean in, do that thing. Right. That weird, weird thing that mm-hmm. you do. Like, look yeah. at them. They love it. <laughs> look at them go. <laughs> yeah. Having a ball. Yeah, somebody who's just excited that you're excited. Right. Exactly. And that's that's you know, and I made a I made a pact with myself years ago that I would not get into any other relationships unless I had that. Yeah, I think that's a thing right. worth putting your foot down about. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> you got it. You 
gotta like you know and it's and so you know some people might say like oh that's weird that like so you're just not gonna date it's like no no i'm not <laughs> not until i connect with somebody on a level where i feel like that's that's a possibility then we can date yeah. after that and i feel like there's a a lot that you find out really quickly about people i mean of course i feel that way because yep. i mean James and I didn't even know each other a year before we got married, but you you do find things out about people and whether or not it's worth, you know, a second glance right away. Yes. And and a, a lot of people might not understand that fully, but it, it is true because, you know, like sometimes when you meet someone new and you talk to them and then they say that one off color thing that you're just that you're like, ooh. And it doesn't make you feel like it makes you uncomfortable. Maybe your stomach yeah. turns a little bit. That's a signal. Like that's a sign. You should you should know at once that this is not. Yeah, where you're like, okay, you know, like nope, I'm out. That's not for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but a lot of times we we like we will that will swat that red flag right out of the way and be like, well, maybe maybe I just mis- misunderstood or maybe you know I didn't you know I didn't get it. I'll just I'll put that red flag in my in my yeah. purse and just wait. But no no no, don't put the red flag in your purse. You you hand that red flag right back to them and yeah, be absolutely. Your yeah, because that red flag's not going. No, anywhere. and it's probably the smallest one. <laughs> There's probably a lot much much bigger right. red flag just waiting. I got way bigger <laughs> flags over there that you haven't seen. <laughs> probably, yeah, most likely for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's true but I've learned that that in my in the wisdom of my golden years I've accumulated that information and now I shall just wait patiently until I find someone that I feel that I can connect with and if I feel any any like ill will or caution then I will pay attention to Absolutely. that yes but I'm happy that you have found a good partner. So I'm happy for you. Thanks. Legitimately. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just really, I'm excited that I am talking to you because it's like, I, I, over the years I've wondered, and I was like, I wonder how she's doing. And then I'll see you pop up on Instagram from time to time. And I'm like, oh, there she is. Oh, she looks great. Oh, she looks so great. And but I always do wonder because you know social media is one thing. You know when you see someone on social media, they look a certain way, and you're you're just like, oh okay, I guess they're okay. You know, but you don't know what goes on in their day to day. So I always want to make sure that my friends are doing okay, and you seem to be pretty well situated. So I'm happy yeah, to hear that. I'm a, you know, I'm doing I'm I'm doing pretty well. There's life stuff. That's not counting the that's not counting the hellscape we're in though, Sarah. I don't want well, you to yeah. think <laughs> I'm, I'm not thinking sunshine and lollipops, because I don't think anybody's got that right. going on right now. But <laughs> yeah. When I say well situated, I just mean that, you know considering the yeah. landscape is what I'm I mean, saying. Considering it all, I I'm <laughs> am pretty happy because I can be working from home and I've got James here with me so our dining table has become an office but you know at least I've got I've got good company and rent checks coming in <laughs> so yeah and that's really to me that's yeah. the that's the dream you know <laughs> for now like that's the that's the dream it's like if you have people you can share your time with that you enjoy and if you don't have to sweat too hard about paying your bills then yeah yeah <laughs> you, know, you win <laughs> you win you know that's how I feel right now it's interesting how priorities have shifted during this climate as well because it's like before I was like oh I want to do this 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 and this and I gotta get this done and I want to do this and blah, blah, blah. but now my priorities are so have simplified so much yeah time. that's definitely you know? true and I think it's one of those really interesting kind of global things that you can see in people. There's, it was really interesting in social media because I work in marketing now, so I'm always paying attention to those kinds of trends. And one of the things that was so weird was yeah. 
that sudden shift from uh, luxury, glamour, lifestyle, travel uh, to everybody's baking bread and making cute little cottagecore pictures and <laughs> like right. everything kind of turned right. so inward and uh and became so much based around being able to do things in your own home and and take care of yourself and your loved ones um versus this like total nomad uh freedom anywhere in the world to do whatever the hell you want kind of life yeah yeah and it, it that the same thing was true for beauty too because for so long it was like hey this palette's coming out hey that palette's coming out oh look at this look i did with this palette i'm about to go out and slay the town and now it's so not that yeah know? have you seen <laughs> that it became more like um skincare oriented Oh, yeah, because they knew that that's what people were had the time to do or the, even the inclination, because it's like you show someone a 46 color eyeshadow palette. They're like, what the <laughs> hell am I going to do with that? I'm not going anywhere. So like now to be like, "Ooh, try this face mask or use this moisturizer. Here's this hair mask, you know. So those things have been popping up. But on the fun side of things, they have been showing a lot of yes. hair colors, you know. Like, hey, do your hair this color and use this and that to color your hair. So people have been definitely promoting that kind of thing more because it's more fun. And also the fact that a lot of people who normally were being going out or working out of the home, they couldn't have their hair these colors. So now they can, you know, lighten up a little bit and have some fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that uh, yeah, if I were going into the office every day, my my boss would have had a much different reaction when I said, so I'm going to dye my hair a bright color. I'm not going to tell you what it will be. <laughs> yeah, we were talking recently about the restrictions when it came to working in an office and, and how you can, what you're allowed mm -hmm. to get away with and what you're not. And I was saying that I just cannot wait for that to change on overall, yeah. you know, across the board, you know. It's, but then that, that goes back to consumerism and, and corporate America as well. Like, you know, that's going to have to be restructured for people to be able to just wear their piercings, wear their tattoos, have their tattoos, color their hair whatever way they want, do this and that. Like, I can't wait for that day to come. I don't know when it will be, but I'm looking You know, I think it's it. coming a lot sooner than... Uh, certainly than we were ever told that it would be coming. Because um, most of the places, like right. both of the big offices that I worked in and even, uh, well, where James works is a little bit of a an anomaly because it's high-end lawyers and all sorts of stuff like that. But, um, but everything's jeans. You can have your tattoos showing. It's all good. There's actually, there was one guy I worked with who... Uh, wore just various different Hooters hoodies, which that I thought might be pushing it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. I almost spit out my tea on that one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hooters hoodies. So that, that might be pushing it a little. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So okay. you know that that was probably not the most. Yeah, that's no. not really what I meant when I was talking about freedom. But of the, style. The, but the idea that you know people can wear jeans and t-shirts and have their piercings and stuff out, I think, is coming along because I've never like since leaving yeah. Starbucks. I haven't had to cover my tattoos. And even then, you know, how often did I really have to cover you know, them? It's so funny because we, we talked about that a little bit too. Yeah. You know, we were talking about, it's so funny because it's like I was talking about how, you know, constantly having to cut socks so I could have a sleeve on my arm to cover mm -hmm. my tattoos and things like that. That was ridiculous. Wearing band-aids on yourself so you can cover it. It's like, right, for especially, why? Like, why? I felt like, especially, why? you know, 
we worked the night shift, like the late shift a lot. Like nobody's coming in at nine o'clock at night asking for exactly. a Frappuccino that's going to give a heck about a tattoo, you know? They don't care. No. But re- and if they are, then something's right? broken in them, not you. You know, why do you care is what I always say. Why? Although I will say, care? I did have, you know? um, and this has never happened at the one in Philly that we worked at, but when I was working down in Rehoboth, there was a guy who came in and started giving me all kinds of crap about my tattoos. And I remember really distinctly him saying, if you were Jewish, you wouldn't be, or you're not allowed to be buried in a Jewish cemetery. And I was like, that doesn't, why are you telling me this? This doesn't even affect either of us in any way. (laughs) It's like, are you my rabbi? Why are you telling me this? Like, why are you particularly mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Like, what what is this doing? Yeah. Why are you having this conversation right now? Right. Yeah. Am I on death's door? And am I Jewish? And yeah. am I, are you my rabbi? Like, that's the only way that that conversation... Exactly. Like, be Certainly not as I hand off a latte. Oh. <laughs> now. So, uh, yeah, I had a lady... Uh, a while back, uh, she wrote a terrible Yelp review um, oh. about me. She was upset, and she described me as the tall lady <laughs> with braids. And the funny part about it is, I didn't have uh-huh. a single braid in my hair, and my head was also wrapped, yeah. so you couldn't even see my hair. And. Uh, I just loved how she just called me the tall lady with braids. Because I was like, I was like, that is so incredibly racist that I can't even, I can't even handle how racist that statement is. It's like, you just saw a tall brown lady and you said, you just assumed I had braids. Like, how racist Oh my God. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry. And I, I don't like slapping the old racist tag on things too much, but I'll tell you what, that was God, yeah. racist, though. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And she wrote a huge Yelp review over a <laughs> four-minute interaction that we had. I'm, that's the craziest thing about that. And she left with what? a beverage, too, by the way. She left with her beverage. It's not even like she didn't get a beverage. She got her beverage. You know, that's that's the kind of stuff that I really just don't get. It must have taken her, you know, at least twice, three times as long to go home, get all t- ticked off, and write that Yelp review than it did just to let it go and, like, whatever. No, no, no. She wrote that Yelp review on the train. Like, she literally left, got on the train, and wrote the Yelp review. She didn't even give it a minute to set. You know what I mean? She went, her froth was still frothy when she on her on her beverage oh. when she went and wrote that. God. I know. But it's but I think I hope that now that we've been through all of this, I hope that people's perspectives will change. I think their I hope that their perspectives towards people in the service industry will change. I hope that they will treat people better. And don't get me wrong, I've seen the news and I see that people still are treating people yeah. in the service industry like garbage. But I'm hoping that on a whole it will shift. I hope so change. too. It, so. I do really yeah. think that everybody should have to do a year in the service industry in retail. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I feel like everybody who becomes an adult, mm-hmm. if they haven't done it as a teen, I think they should have to do it as an adult before they start. I absolutely agree. Because, man. Can you imagine how different yeah, people treat people if they had to do the, that? There are so many things that I think, if you had ever experienced this, the other side of this, you would know that you're being awful. 
Yeah. You you would know how yeah. that felt on the other end of what you're doing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> that's that's food for thought. That is food for thought. So do you have anything that you are looking forward to uh, in the near future? Yes. Um so James and I Ooh. we actually we just traded our car in for a different car. Um and this one it has enough of uh, trunk space to fold the seats down and stuff an air mattress in. So we're going car camping this weekend. Yeah, we're going out to the oh, lakes and nice. going to try and hunt down some hashtag fall vibes. Because um, <laughs> we didn't get any last weekend. <laughs> um, oh, and yeah, also, I just... Uh, I think that we are going to be seeing my friend. We just got back from Germany, actually. But our friend who lives there now might be coming to see us, um, possibly. And that would be really exciting. And yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. actually, yeah. I'm also um, working on getting some of my own writing out and about in the world. So uh working on a, a blog about food. Um, so when that is mm. ready to share with other human beings, I will let you know. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming and talking to me because I, I did miss you terribly. And it's nice to hear that you're cared for and loved because you deserve no less. I'm so glad that you reached out, PJ. It's been a really long time and I think about you very often I actually um probably not too long before you reached out I had started a drawing of you from one of your Instagram pictures so when that's done I'll share that with you too yeah what <laughs> <laughs> that just tickled me <laughs> thank you oh thanks but yeah, I, I definitely, you know, and it's, it's, if I have to say one positive thing about the pandemic, it has definitely made me make the rounds uh, to people who genuinely had an impact in my life. And you are definitely one of those people. So I wanted to definitely reach out to you because that this is what it's, you know, to me, like that, if I had to name one positive thing about this whole thing it would be that because i've been able to reach out to people i haven't talked to in a long time and reconnect and it was just it's really nice to do that with the people that definitely made a, a good positive impact on your life so Me i'm too, so Paige. glad we had this moment <laughs> okay well you take care and thanks again for talking to me and i promise it won't be another several years not. before i talk to you again <laughs> <laughs> you and yeah. it's nighttime for you now yeah right? it's not too bad it's only like 6 30 i'll probably start dinner soon yeah yeah that's still yeah that's usually when i start settling <laughs> down and sitting on the bed so <laughs> that's that time that's, that's bed, time. bed 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 it's a good time. time for me so yeah and funny ironically like it's what it's a little after one here so my day has pretty much just started well not really i've been up since the crack but but this is like the the hot time of the day like the, the get get her done yeah i'm well day, past so. that i'm ready to not get anything done anymore <laughs> exactly <laughs> okay well you have a good one and thank you again, and okay? yeah definitely reach out and i will do the same <laughs> thank you absolutely okay. bye okay I suppose two of the biggest takeaways from this episode are one, cultivate your relationships and cultivate your friends. It doesn't mean that you have to talk to them every single day. It just means to keep them in your hearts, touch base when you can, catch up, just keep that string attached, but keep it long enough that they can fly and be free. It's 
not always easy to navigate life on your own, let alone what they're doing. And sometimes it might feel weird when you have to have a little distance sometimes, but it's for the best. And if they're truly, truly your friends, they're never going anywhere. They're they're still there. They're just out exploring for a little while. They'll be back. When you get a little older, you start to learn that relationships aren't like it is on TV. You don't spend every waking moment sitting side by side. And I know it looks good. I know it really, really does. But it works both ways. There are times that you might be busy and there might be times that they're busy. But if you're really friends, it doesn't matter. Distance, time, none of it. It doesn't matter because when you touch base, it's like you never left. And I think the other important thing to take away from this episode is just if you have something that's been on your mind that you wanted to do or an adventure you want to take, start start planning for it. Just even if it's in your mind, just even if you write it down on paper, just try something else. You're not stuck like you think. You're not stuck in that one place. Tiny little steps. Plant your seeds. Because you never know. You could wind up a world away. Living the the life you dreamed. And how wonderful would that be? And if you plant your seeds right. Your friends will be waiting for you on the other side. And pencils down. Classes dismissed. And I'll see you next week. Music